All right, microphone, microphone's hot. There's your microphone over there, Jesse. Um, I was saying I should have brought the uh, little stands. It's like little microphone stands. It puts the microphone on the table right in front of you. So they just like sit right there. And yeah. Then I can, like, whatever. Yeah. yeah. I have I have all this like useful equipment that I could use and make something out of, but uh, I never. Yeah. Right. But the bottle in hand at the microphone stand said, "Oh boy, what you drinking, man?" <laughs> That's Here we a, are. That's all right. I'll just I'll I'll fill the space while you you do your thing, it's and I'll. Role, man. So like, I just want to be able to be in the conversation. And it seems like it's picking up a good amount of noise right now. Last time, last time these mic, last time I wasn't able to get the microphones to pick up any noise, and I'm wondering if that's just because of the setup I had going last time. Oh yeah, ladies and gentlemen, this is the Jesse Piff. By the way, we're already it's we're in the podcast. By the way, had to get my <laughs> microphones. You know, every rapper needs cordless mics, man. Don't get COVID rapping for your friends. <laughs> Fair enough. I um, I I've used cordless microphones before. I'm not. I don't think. I think I like the I like the weight of the cord and having the cord and being able to like fidget with it and do stuff just because I'm like I get like nervous. Bro. I like having being able to like wrap it around my hand like this and be the like freedom to just spin on stage. Oh, oh yeah. I can imagine. Bruh. Yeah, for years I used to have to jump over my guitar cord when I would like spin with my guitar because I just I would. People don't know this about me, but like when I perform, I'm like super vigilant. Like I I I like almost map out the steps I'm gonna perform on stage before I get on there. Kind of like especially because I've been to a lot of the venues in Rhode Island, so like. I kind of know where to go and where not to go, like, as far as sound quality is going, is, is going to be concerned. So, like, stepping over that mic, man, like, it's not hard, but it just, I see a lot of people forget. They trip. Mm. They unplug the mic or they pull it out of their hands or whatever. And, like, that that can mess your whole setup. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, <clears throat> very important. Practice, practice, practice. Everything. Yeah, when I used to... When I used to play live. I used to just be concerned with like how far. I hated playing without monitors because then like you can't you can't hear yourself. Like I've played in a couple of setups where it's like, yeah, we have a PA, but we don't have monitors. It's like, oh, cool. So I just don't know what I'm gonna sound like all night. I don't know what's happening. I don't know what they got. Mm. I don't know what they got. <laughs> and I used to like. I remember like, but my least favorite like how how far forward can I, where can I stand? How do we not get feedback? I I try and work that out on the microphone like, at least. Like at least like a little bit before the show. It, it, I mean, I haven't done a show in a while, but uh, lately, like usually, I used to host. So when I hosted and then performed, like I could be there early and figure out where the spots, the bad spots are, and just stay away. If you have a good sound guy, you'd be all right. But that's not always the case. Just dump all the weed in there. You know what I mean? Mm. Like fuck just boat loaded in there. A boat. Just it uh, needs a load. <laughs> that's uh, sounds like it could be. That sounds like it could be. Hey, hey, there's this fucking nice boat that's coming into the dock. It needs a load, if you know what I mean. It needs a load, if you know what I mean. You know that reminds mean. me. That reminds me of uh, the, the I was trying to work out because uh, I wrote this. I wrote this dumb like fucking thing for a bit, and we were trying to work it out last week on the podcast. It was like. A Martin Scorsese movie, but instead of killing people, you come on their face. Oh, <laughs> that's, man. that's what it makes me think of. It's this beautiful boat down at the dock. It needs a load on it, if you know what I mean. You know what I mean. You know 
Fucking Antonio fucking they give me all my money. I know his boat's sitting down there. <laughs> <laughs> you need to go drop a boatload down at the docks, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I need you to dock the boat's eyelids and mouth. <laughs> I, need to, I need to drop anchor if you know what I mean. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. You know what I mean? Yeah, I need a sailor's wrench if you know what I mean. <laughs> it's just a third guy. He's like, excuse me, I don't know what either of you mean. I don't know what you mean, man. <laughs> Shut the fuck it. up! Oh, hey, hey fucking I'm first walking. day on the job, standing back there holding your fucking wrench. Yeah, sailor's wrench. I'm gonna start using that now. I don't even know what it is. Sounds dirty. <laughs> sailor's wrench. <laughs> Yo, go ahead and give Pick. me a sailor's wrench right now. Give me two sailor wrenches and a Happy Meal. Dude, I met, <laughs> I met this girl the other night at the bar. She took me back to my place. Dude, she gave me a sailor's wrench. What? <laughs> yeah. The sailor said, Brandy, you're a fine girl. Yeah. <laughs> said, Brandy, you're so sweet. Have you met Joe? I've I've never been a big fan of like brandy as far as like a uh, bourbon goes. Like I uh, used to be. I don't really drink like that no more. Like eat like E and J's and shit like that. I never really liked that. I never really liked the taste Trash. of brandy. Trash. So I, I so I'm I'm the type of dude that like I had to stop drinking alcohol because I like the taste of alcohol. Not in like an alcoholic way, but in kind of like like it doesn't bother me. You just appreciate the notes and the yeah, flavors. I like and, good yeah. alcohol. Like, exactly. I like good beer. I like good alcohol. So like. Um, I like to drink my shit straight, or or like if I'm having Patron's probably the only one I mix. And like, then and then you get a couple of drinks down, and you're like, hmm, it doesn't taste the same anymore. Let me take another drink and see yeah. if I can taste it again. Like so, you, you know, when I chase it, it's just juice. It's like if if you're if like you get a good bartender and they can really like mask the the alcohol taste, then like I'll be done. I will die. I will, mm. I will die of alcohol. <laughs> Drink juice yeah, all no, night long. I know how you feel on that one. I know I know how you feel. Um, why was I drank from? So like I've talked about this before, but like you know, a friend of mine uh died, and then like I started drinking a lot more, mm. and uh you know partying and stuff, and then like every year I do sober October. So if, like from March to like the end of September last year, I was just pretty much fucked up all the time, like j- at least drinking every day. Maybe there was like one or two days here and there I would take off, but like I was always fucked up. And then, like, sober October, I was like, all right, I'm going to stop drinking alcohol. You know, mm-hmm. I've, I, I've done all. I don't have any drugs left in the stash. You know, I'm just going to keep smoking weed because that's my prerogative. And that first Smoke week, weed. that first weekend of sober October was fucking rough. Like, I was, like, I was in, like, physical pain. Like, at one point, I went over to my parents' house to help them, like, do chores. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't move. I was, like, sitting on the couch just miserable, like, just sitting there, like, shaking. And I sat there for probably like two or three hours, just unable to do anything, just useless. And the cool thing was my dog, my, my, par- my parents' dog, Blue, she just sat there the whole time. She was just laying on me. Every time I moved, every time I writhed, she was just laying on me like a weighted blanket. She she's wasn't. Like, she's like, whoa, 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 where, where are you going? She wasn't going anywhere. She was like, listen, buddy, I got you. I know you're not good right now, but we got this. And that, that, that kind of helped me get through that experience. I remember like later that night, I was like, oh, God, that was rough. My dad's like... So yeah, that's that's kind of not cool. That's kind of disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, shut the fuck up, Dad. You're you're an alcoholic too. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> We're all alcoholics. Society's alcoholic. And for some reason, that's the cool. That's like the thing. That's the socially acceptable one. That's the socially acceptable substance for everyone. I don't know why it kills more people than anything else, but well, it was like ruins more lives and 
dangerous and dangerous more just people than any other. Part of that early 1900s campaign to just take everything away from black people. I feel like it, alcohol is just the oldest drug. It is, yeah. It's another. That's what being a bartender is. You're just a legalized drug, drug dealer. dealer. That's all you're doing. I, that's mean, I, I work at a dispensary, so I'm also a legalized drug dealer. That's fun. I would hardly consider weed a drug, though. It's more of like I understand, like I, that's a dumb argument to make. It's like splitting hairs, but like it's less of a drug and more of a substance, as far oh, as I'm weed concerned. Is, weed is a drug. I'm gonna let people know right now. Weed is a drug for sure. But fair enough. However, however, it just doesn't come from mushrooms, so that's why this that's the issue with it. A lot of our pharmaceutical drugs come from mushrooms, and a lot of the ones that help us will come from mushrooms. So, um. Like, all of this shit is plants. Cocaine is a plant. Uh, mushrooms, obviously, a plant. Um, all the synthetic drugs start as plants and then get turned into other stuff. But, like, I mean, weed is a drug. Like, and I, I'm at it on a chemical level now. And, like, yeah, you can't change weed into, like, MDMH or, like, Molly or anything. Or anything. Like, but you can alter the state of what it does to you like chemistry wise so like you could turn cbd into thc you can turn thc and thc is broken down into a bunch of stuff so like there's thc delta 9 and thc delta 8 the shit that we usually have is thc delta 9 and everybody loved that shit it's like oh you get the body high the mind high and all that fucking shit that's all gravy and there's delta 8 which just gets you high it doesn't help your body it doesn't help you medicinally at all it just like fucks with your head so, like, in Rhode Island, Delta 8's illegal because it only fucks with your head. And, like, it's not dangerous, but still sucks. Yeah. Yeah, no, fine. Fair enough. I, I feel like that's that's fair enough. But, like, I've never, I've never, the reason I don't classify, the reason I don't think of it as such is because I've never, like, I, I've done plenty of stupid shit on other stuff and had bad experiences, like, you know, alcohol, any kind of, like, substance. But I've never, like, never with weed. Every now and again, it's like, Oh, you get so paranoid that you get scared of the inside of your own head. But like I've like that only happens to me on edibles now, and that's supposed to happen with edibles. Edibles are fucking insane. Like so, one thing about edibles, PSA: you should eat food before you eat edibles. Edibles are not food. Repeat: edibles are not food. They are drugs. Is when THC gets processed by your liver, it turns into so, eleven hydroxy metabolite. So what? Edible, what THC needs, right? It needs something to bond to. It needs heat to be activated, and then it needs fat to be bonded to it. So if you don't have any fat in your body, which we do have fat in our body, but it's just not the fat that you want the THC to bond to. You want it to bond to some food so that Mm. it can stay with you and it can be digested and get out of your body. Your body will not just, like, it won't just process THC. So, like, you'll get sick from edibles. Or, like, even if you're, like, so, like, say you're, like, usually... The people that eat edibles are potheads, right? Most of the world has a problem with, this is point number two. Most of the world has a problem with dehydration, okay? Um, Being a pothead, you're probably dehydrated, okay? Eating an edible as a dehydrated pothead with no food in your stomach because you're trying to get high and you're like, oh, cool, I'm going to get high and eat at the same time, man. And then you get sick or you trip because your body, your THC is, eat, is eating your body. Like, mm. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's just like if you take, like if you take mushrooms, and then you, um, you eat certain foods 
it'll either decrease your trip or increase your trip. And that's because mushrooms are food poisoning. So that's another like digestive type of deal. So like when you're digesting stuff, it has there's certain things that go down. Yeah. Yeah. And I miss <coughs> I do I do miss I do miss uh L S D and shrooms. I haven't been able to find them recently. Cut that out, cut that out. Cut that out, cut that out. We know people <laughs> just, just cut that, cut that, cut that. <laughs> we'll talk off the mic. Cut that, cut that. <laughs> My favorite TikTok right now, like the sound for TikTok is I can't argue with you. You mad. <laughs> I can't argue with you. <laughs> Bro, that shit got me dying. Every time I see somebody do one like that, I be dying. Bro. I haven't seen that sound. I haven't seen any videos with that sound in it. But like that—that that is that the shit. funniest thing I've ever heard on this. Cause like, yeah, no, you can't argue with someone you who's mad. You cannot argue with mad people. Bro. Don't come. Don't come at me when you're mad. No, <laughs> this, no, nothing's no, gonna no, happen. No. You know nothing's gonna you happen. No, we're not getting through this. Problem. You're not in the mood to be made less mad. You're coming at me because you're mad and you want to be more mad. Like people don't understand. Like you could argue without. Emotions. Yeah, it's called like debate. So that's what politics is supposed to be. It's yeah. supposed to be like, okay, everybody, let's use our emotions to inform our decision making process, but now let's not bring our emotions to the table when we're actually trying to work together and do the negotiations. No, it has to be logical at all standpoints. That's how shit gets done. When you bring emotions into it, it drags it out. That's why, I like, uh, what's it? The um. The 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 Vulcans from <clears throat> the Vulcans from the Star Trek series is is they're all like about they're all about like logic and and reasoning and they don't understand emotion and stuff and they think that they're a superior race because they don't have emotion mm. right in a way they're superior yeah uh and then what was it what in ne- when next generation came around. They literally had a character in there. She was called an empath. An empath is an alien who can understand how other people are, who can understand other people's emotions. <laughs> yeah, they really fuck with people. And I, you know, like, like, I know a lot of people that say they're empaths. And they're like, oh, I feel other people's emotions. And I'm like, what up? You kind of, you kind of, I don't want to, I don't want to say anything that's like ableist, but it's like, you can kind of, you can kind of tell who the target audience is. Based on those characters, you know, like having logical characters that don't understand emotions and having other characters that can literally spell out what other people are feeling. Mm -hmm. It's like you're aiming for people who like can't understand that kind of thing, for lack of a better term. And uh, it's like I didn't realize that when I was a kid, I would just like be watching it. And then Deanna Troy would be all like they're they're They have a underlying they have ulterior motives. And it's like, yeah, no shit. Like, yeah. I'm eight, and I can tell this. Why are you telling me? They know. They want to kill us. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm here for that. Yeah, I do like the uh, the old the older Star Treks were all the ones that were about like uh, we're we're gonna use we're gonna we're gonna use compassion and empathy and and we're gonna use uh, debate tactics and politics and respect to advance our race and everybody else's. And that was like the idea of like what the future should be. People working together, putting their differences aside to achieve a better future for the whole race, right? No. That, well, that never happened in real life. And now the current Star Trek shows are all dark, cynical, 
everyone's got to be mad at a man for some reason. They literally created that show Picard, which is like supposed to be a sequel to The Next Generation. All they do is they bring back Patrick Stewart just so a bunch of old women could be like, you fucking egotistic, hubris, <laughs> ass man, white, fucking privileged. Just That's all the characters ever do. And then Patrick Stewart goes, I'm sorry, I can't change that. I can't but I will, change who I am. I will do better in the future. And he just and he just sounds old, and he just sounds, he, he just he just sounds like he doesn't like. I don't. Why is he there? They must have given him a lot of money or something. Patrick Stewart's got to be at a point it's because they were like this. Nostalgia sells. It might not sell forever, but it gets him in the door. How did they get Patrick Stewart to come back? That's what I want to know. He's at a point now where he doesn't need money. Why would he come back to Star Trek? Like. The guy's got I don't know for time. a fact that he doesn't need money. I will don't know that I've picked an age where I don't need money. <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, at this point, he's just leaving it for his kids please, or whoever. Please tell me how old you will be when you don't need money. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> you know what? I just thought about this. He does. Ha- he has like a 30-year-old wife or something. He's known for like yeah, he's known for liking younger women, so. If his wife is like 30 years old and he's 90, I mean, he's got to think about her. She's going to be around Yikes. a lot. Yeah, well, almost. He's got to be like 90. he's got to be like 86, 87 or something. 90. Yo, you can't you cannot. You can't round people up when they get up that old. I think like after 60, you don't round people up. <laughs> you just that motherfucker's old. That's you, how old you, they you are. You just you either say, "Damn, they're older than me," or you you got to get that exact number because you don't want to offend them but even if you don't know, say something that you know is like 20 years younger. But like, oh, you look like you're 35. Mm. And then they'll be like, I'm 23. And then you're like, oh, shit. I fucked up. Please tell me you've seen The Boys. Patrick Stewart age. I've seen some of it. Oh, my God. You need to watch The Boys. Everybody needs to watch The Boys. Okay, he's 80. 81. See, you gave him a whole decade. Yep, no, that's no William Shatner now. He's a whole decade older than that. <coughs> From the other Star Trek. Now, I've seen some of the boys, like the first season or so. Um, just I have Amazon Prime. Is... There's no excuse for me not to watch it. I think there's just so much shit now. And, like, I just, I'm not trying to keep up with anything anymore. So, my thing is, the boys <coughs> are, like, like, you know that? You know that moment in every movie where you're, like, yelling at the screen, like, yo, that wouldn't really happen. Yeah. Like, you would, be, like, if, like, this girl does Nuh-uh, some no way. fucked up shit to you, and then the guy like takes her back. You'd be like, no, like he would be like, fuck you, you're a dirty cunt. Like, I hate mm. your guts. The boys gives you those moments every fucking time, mm. times like a thousand. Like you just have no idea what the fuck is gonna happen. It's one of those mo- those shows you can put on in the background, and something will happen, and you're like. What the fuck just happened? I need to rewind it to figure out what the fuck is going on. I like that they try to do the superheroes are actually bad people twist. Like, that's the same shit Watchmen was trying to do. Like, that's the same shit. It's the way wa- worse. The Watchmen comic book did that pretty well. The movie kind of missed the point on it, but had some of it. Yeah. And, uh... No, like... And, uh, like, I, I, I like the idea of, like, hey, these superheroes are actually bad people. Like, trash individuals. It's not... That's what would happen if you had those kinds of powers. You'd be... You'd be lacking a lot of empathy. So there are bad superheroes in it, but it's not that they're bad superheroes. It's more of like this underlying thing. Um, I would say that it's just superheroes being enjoying the fact that they're superheroes. Yeah. And uh, the consequences of that. Like, 
this one dude, <coughs> he can shrink, and he fucking, he does a bunch of coke, and he's about to fuck this dude, and he shrinks down, and he's like, go inside me. And he goes inside this dude's dick hole, and he fucking sneezes the cocaine and explodes in the man's dick and comes back to real size and kills him. That's that's hilarious. Like, his whole body explodes. <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. Yeah, he's just, like, in there, and he's like, ah, <laughs> ah. He's like, oh, I'm good. And he just sneezes, <laughs> and he grows, and then the guy, he's inside that guy's dick. Like, Ugh. and he just kills him. They're really, they're really just, like, they're, there's a... Also, there's a lot of dick and ass and not a lot of tits and ass, just so we're very, very yeah. There's almost no – I don't think there's any boobs in it at all. Like, yeah. There's peep, Obviously, girls have boobs, but like they're not naked, but there's a lot of naked dick scenes in it. So, fucking, I'm not against hanging dong. You know, fucking women had to show their tits for years. But it's that's like, what I said. I was like, it's more of that shit that's like along the line with the show is that like it's everything <laughs> – that you don't expect Honestly, from any, a movie. Honestly, any nudity in any sort of like visual medium, movie or TV show, is gratuitous. You're contriving a reason to show a person naked. So any any nudity is going to be gratuitous just there on its own. So like, you want to like, uh, <clears throat> like I said, for years women had their tits out all over the place, and now we're just now we're just balancing it out. We're just doing it the other way, and I'm fine with that. I started watching that show Pam and Tommy, and all you just see is just prosthetic dick all throughout episode two, and it's like you know what. I'm fine with this. This is good. It's whatever. <laughs> My sister showed me a scene from Euphoria where this dude's like pissing on the floor, yeah. and then he turns around and says, it's like he's hanging dong, and I'm like, best show ever. <laughs> uh, Euphoria, I watched the whole thing. I'm not a fan. Also, Ozarks, I watched the whole thing. Was a fan. Not a fan anymore. They ruined the ending. Yeah. I heard that. They fucking ruined it. Oh, but yeah, like I was going to say, I want to close out that thing I was saying about the boys on uh, – uh, that's an interesting twist on it. It's just I think I'm just burnt out on superheroes right now. There's too many superheroes. So whether it's deconstruction or an actual honest superhero story, it's just too much for me. Like uh, I'm, I'm Oh, good. I'm with you. I had to take a break from it because I watched the first season. And I didn't know they came out with a second season. And the third season came out. I had to go watch the second season. And I watched the third season. Uh, yeah, I started watching I started watching Pam and Tommy. I thought that was interesting. I only got two episodes in. and uh, But <clears throat> it has like an interesting like hyper real – uh, nature to it, like it's portraying real events, like the Pamela Anderson Tommy Lee sex tape debacle in the in the mid '90s. There, yeah, I saw that on Hulu. So, like, it's covering a real event, but it's doing a hyper real, like stylized, uh, take on events. Like the scene where Seth Rogen's character steals the tape. He literally just yeah. <clears throat> he literally puts a safe on a hand truck, wheels it out. Just wheels it out the front door of the house. No, God. <clears throat> Whatever. Wheels it out of the fucking house, down the front path, the front steps of the house. Goes, the lights come on. Fucking, he lifts it into a van and then cuts it open with the fucking table saw like a fucking Looney Tunes fucking He would have never cut that safe open. Let's just be clear. He would have, that, that did not. He would have never gotten the safe out the fucking door on not. a hand truck. Do we know how heavy safes are? All of them. I repeat, all safes are fucking heavy. You want to know why? Because they got tired of motherfuckers walking into houses, walking into buildings, and walking out with motherfucking safes. So they were like, we're going to put fucking cement in these bitches. We're going to put metal in these holes. You will not be able to lift this by yourself. And the whole time I'm watching it, I'm thinking to myself, he's going to throw his back out. 
Like, that's all I can think the whole time. Like, again, I understand for, like, visual storytelling purposes, you just do it in the simplest way possible. You don't need a whole planning heist scene when you only have 44 minutes for an episode. You're just trying to get the story told, you know? So I appreciate that. But also at the same time, it's like I guess I'm just so used to, like, movies trying to be as real as possible that when a show comes along and, it like, movies and shows trying to be as real as possible, that when a show comes along, it's like, here, look, here's some zany bullshit. Who cares? No. Like, that's no, amazing. No, take Take the time to make it real. Because I'm the type of guy, I watch movies, and I watch and I watch shows, and I watch them intently, and I'm like, that ain't real. That shit is fake. That ain't real. That shit is fake. Now, I don't mean, like, you have to go out and really kill people to make a movie, but, like, the idea of what you're doing in the movie has to make be it look plausible. As, make it look as real as it can within the context of what you're showing. Yeah, like, I don't want you to shoot a guy in the head with a sniper rifle when you're in California and he's in, like, Brazil. I don't mm. want that shit to happen. All right? But you can kill him with a sniper rifle. I don't yeah. care. I want that. Yeah, hell yeah. Hell yeah. You can't shoot a bullet halfway around the world. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Like... They got away with it in that, that what was that movie with the, 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 the curved bullets? Wanted. Yeah, Damn, they got away movie, with that. They got away with it there. But that like, movie ripped, man. They got lucky that they were like right after The Matrix, so everybody was like, oh, all right, this will be cool. Yeah, that came out in 2008. Yeah, yeah th- th- this will be cool. Those mid-2000s action movies there from like 2005 to 2008, there were some good boy, ones in there. Boy, boy were they shaky, though. They were shaky, but like Jumper with fucking so Hayden would, Christensen. I would say not that they. Great, I would say that they all had like this, like like they were all pretty decent, like that overlaying, like like all right, I'll watch quasi. Any, I'll watch any of these, right? Yeah, quasi sci-fi action movie. But they were on a trip, bro. For that, it went from we want every movie to be. Like every good movie to be multiple movies with VHSs, they were like, "Oh, this is a two VH two tape set. Da, 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 da. This is a three tape set." Like they got real hardcore on that shit for a while. Then they transitioned it to like the Ring or Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter. They were like, "Yo, you can make three hour movies and nobody will complain." Mm. And so like everybody was like, "Oh, that's true. We should do that." <laughs> and now all of those like all the movies from the ni- the late nineties two thousands they were like an hour and a half. Yeah, hour and fifteen minutes. You could just blow through them like half baked type of shit. You know what I mean? Like maybe it's an hour forty five. Okay, break time. Enjoy this ad read. It, it's probably for gay stuff. <laughs> oh. Ooh, I'm gonna bust. Open up this box of brand name cereal. With eight essential vitamins and minerals, the ability to help lower cholesterol, and a delicious honey nut flavor, there's a few things better for you than loading up a fat spoonful and sucking it right off. Brand name Honey Nut Fiber Loops. Go ahead and bust. All right. Are we in? Looks like we're in. I've never done that before. I've never just stopped recording midstream and then, like, tried to pick it back up. So hopefully that's good. Um, And the video is recording. Good. Where were we? What were we talking about before we uh broke? I don't remember either. Um, so I have to try and remember to re- to record like a fake advertisement or something. Um, cause I was like, cause I was like, enjoy this ad read. So now I have to like do a fake ad read. <laughs> flap Flapjacks. Flap- That'll make sense in a little while. Flap, flappity. Well, if it's already made, it already makes sense if they, if they're seeing it, I'm going to do like a flappity flapjacks for flap. Don't talk back. 
<laughs> no, I did uh Smaggity Flapjacks. Don't don't whack. Shout Jack. Out, sh- shout out to Southie Adams. I did um there's a song coming out that I did for his uh weed brand, Southie Adams. It's called Flapjacks. Nice. It's gonna be nice. <clears throat> no free reads. No, I'm just kidding. I don't I don't give a shit. I will never I will never take a dollar for an ad read on this podcast. If I want to make money off a podcast, I'll start a new one or something. You said you're putting this out recent soon. Um like well, before yeah, July. Today, or like yeah, I'm gonna try I'm gonna try. Then I got a show July 9th. What is the Paula. The Paula, not somebody's Paula, not my Paula. The Paula Providence. I don't Check know if I should us. put it on a Friday or Saturday, but you know $10. I haven't done because I didn't do an episode for like two months, so now I'm like ten dollars. Now, now I feel like just so put it so. out. Yeah, no, I'm just talking. Just put it out. Talking, talking over the plug. <laughs> just put it out. <laughs> All right, fine. I'm, I'm I'm gonna do it. I'm so lazy, dude. I didn't put out the audio version for the recent one until today, three days later, four so, days later. So so yeah, it's gonna so be so keep it going, keep it going. You know what I'm saying? Like we put all these like unneeded pressures on ourselves. Me and my girl were just talking about this like I think last night or the night before, like. As a kid, like, you just think, like, I got to be, like, that guy. I got to be that guy right now because there's some kid in fucking Japan that is that guy right now. And he's five years younger. That's so, like, but, like, there's just no clock. There's no timeline. Sometimes I get upset about not being consistent and not doing stuff more often. But, like, then again, I also think it's beneficial that I am able to just, like, fuck off every now and again for a couple months and not do anything. And then, like... I'll just put something out randomly when I feel like making something, and then one of my friends will be like, "You, d- huh? You make you do that stuff?" It's like, "Yeah, yeah." Sorry, I don't talk about it. <laughs> you're still, you're still, you're still writing your origin story. So I look at it like, I thought like my pretty much my whole life. Once I hit twenty five, like I would peak. I feel like my generation that was what we were told like twenty five. If you ain't doing shit by twenty five, you're a loser. It's not true, by the way, but that's just how if I felt. So, like, I didn't do shit. <laughs> I, not that I didn't do shit. I can't say I didn't do shit. But I didn't do all the stuff I wanted to do by the time I was 25. And I just feel like uh, when you hit 30, like, that's, like, the first time you get to really be an adult. Oh, yeah, I just turned 30. Shit. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, my ber- my birthday was at the end of April. I'm happy belated, but damn, you're well, 30, you're old. No, I'm just playing. I'm 30. We're going to have to hang out and do something. I completely di- I yeah. completely neglected to hit you up and ask ask you about hanging out. My bad. No, nah, man. Straight. So, listen, we're going to do something. Gonna, 30, fact, yeah. 30th birthday bet, yeah. Do you want a beer? We can, I have like, Corona. Like right now? No, no, no. I meant like we're going to have to like hang out and do something. All, all, right, all right, all right. But anyway, so like we hit 30, like kind of have this quasi like, all right. I've been kind of like I've been really on my own now for a little mm. bit, you know, not just like. Wait, you got Corona? Yeah. Do you want? Do you want to? I'm sorry, I completely fell asleep on you when you. I'm just thinking about my I own thing. Corona. You wanna? Corona. Do you wanna? Oh, you don't drink? Do you drink? Or I you drink. Know? You wanna have one? Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Uh, you were sa- uh, shit. Yeah. Okay. So, so I'm gonna keep talking about that until you get back and finish the thing you were saying. But yeah, being thirty. Uh, turning 30 recently, I've had some, uh, you know, feelings and realizations about stuff. And, uh, you know, I just, <coughs> I'm just, I'm still trying to figure it out day day at a time. I don't feel like, 
too much stress and anxiety over being 30. I did before I turned 30 because it was just like looming, but I always knew that nothing was going to happen and I was going to keep being the same, feeling the same. You know, I knew that everything, nothing was going to significant was going to happen because just because I turned 30. And in fact, right before I turned 30, um, I met my current girlfriend. Oh shit! I didn't know you had a girl. Yeah, she's a. Uh, She's seven years younger than me, and, like, I don't even... So is my girl. I don't even... Yeah, I don't even see, like, a, the she's... she's. I, I think... I think... I, I feel like I don't see her as, like, a, a kid or young or anything. I just see her as a person, you know? But then sometimes I do feel like, what is she doing hanging out with this old man? What is this fucking... Well, this I mean, cool, awesome woman doing hanging out with this fucking old guy? Well, that's the thing. But also, is I'm like, not that old, you know? It's almost like... I hate when people say age is not a number because that shit is so like, that's age is is more than a number. Mm. It is. It's very important. Like, for everybody, like even like, I coach a lot. Like developmentally, like you you gotta know like there's there's certain sciences be behind like, the way you react to things at certain ages. People can try and ignore them and say, oh, I'm more mature or he's less mature, she's less mature, whatever you want to say for their age. But, like, honestly, like, there's certain shit that all of us go through at every every step of the way, okay? Now, based on, like, our life experiences, that changes. Like, some people get it earlier, some people get it later, but everybody gets it. Like, so if you ain't had no fucked up shit happen to you when you was a kid, be prepared. You're about to have some fucked up shit happen to you. Mm. Like, it's, it's, it's one way or the other. Like, you either have a lot of people die in your family, like, when you're really young, or you have a lot of people die in your family in your 20s. Or you have a lot of people die in your in your family when you're in your 30s or in your 40s. Like, it's just how it is. Like, you're going to go through it. Like, yeah. You I, know? And, like... Being thirty, like you get this, you've been through it. So like now you've been through the whole, like there's there's no a, there's no more age requirements mm. for you. You know what I mean? Like yep. you could you could rent a car, you could drink, you could buy alcohol, I mean tobacco, you could buy weed now legally. Like so like you know you're not on your parents' insurance anymore. You're probably living by yourself or have lived by yourself by then. You may be back with mom and dad, or you're or you're just left. Like by the time you hit thirty, you know like. Yeah, I just I, I just doing, left when I was twenty eight. Yeah, you're doing your taxes and shit. You got a real job, four hundred one k and you all get, that you nonsense. You getting your fucking tax return taken by the IRS because apparently you owe them money that you don't fucking know about. Amen, man. They're 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 the silent killer. I don't give a fuck about anybody. They send you a letter that says, "Oh, thanks for doing your taxes. We're gonna take that bitch." You're lucky that you got a letter. They were just like, "Yeah, well, you gotta ask. You gotta ask if you want to know what happened." A lot of people are like that. I've been there. Dude. That's how I didn't get my taxes for four years. Also, I for different reasons. Also, I fucked up when I was doing the fucking when I was filling boxes out on TurboTax, and it made it un, it made it made it easy to fuck up and made it impossible to fix. Do not use TurboTax. I repeat, yeah. TurboTax is great for for doing shit quick and telling you a lot of bullshit. But once you press the last button, there ain't nobody to talk to. This is the first There's shit. no shit to go back to. There's no receipts. It's just fucked. You're fucked. You're this is fucked. the first. This is the first year I've had any trouble with TurboTax. So yeah, next year I'm. Gonna I like HR Block. Yeah, HR Block was real easy. Did it on the phone. Did have to talk to nobody. Just. I'm gonna be an adult and go to HR Block and be like, HR, can you 
block this. <laughs> H, can you arm my block, please? I went to H&R Block to do my taxes this year. Right? I, I was being an adult. I set up an appointment and everything. I I took a little PTO off so I could go do it. I went there, and the chick was like, your shit's basically done. She was like, you really want me to, like, help you? And I was like, I guess. Like, it won't go through. But it was just like this one thing I had to do. And she was like, yeah, but, like, if you just do this, you don't have to pay me. And I was like, how much is it to, you know, like, have you do my tax? She was like, $400. I was like, yeah, goodbye. <laughs> I'll figure it out. It's going to be at least a third. Yeah, it was like, uh, nah. Nah, I'll figure it out. Yeah, and then because fucking because the fucking IRS took that fucking money from me, TurboTax usually takes the money out of your refund, right? Well, because I didn't get my fucking refund, TurboTax went and took the money out of my fucking bank account last week. So Yikes, TurboTax is a bitch. Fucking, fuck, fuck those guys. And I got to fucking get my fucking license, my license plates re-registered by the 31st. What's getting kicked around left and right? You should come work with me, man. Yeah, man. Come work at the dispensary. Can you, hiring. Can they match or beat $20 an hour? No. Yeah. Absolutely not. That's where I'm at. Unless you are the guy. Green thumb. Well, like, I would be, like, uh, long story short, I'm getting my wages garnished for a bit. So that's $100 off of every paycheck. That's not going to be permanent, but... Like until that passes, I'm just gonna. I'm just. It's just been a tight summer, man. It's been yeah. a fucking tight summer. Not, it just started. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have think. I think. It, I think it officially either started it, yes yeah. uh, Juneteenth, I think, or it starts like th- today. It it was no. Uh, it was tight. Be at the. Be- it's been tight since the beginning of May, and it's just been tight. And Bro, that's how. That's how I felt I'm last. I'm eating shit. So last year, I mean, this is a good segue into music. Um, last year, I took a year off. So I put out them two projects. I put out 30,000 Feet Up. I put a Stoey Gubert EP. Go check those out. They're streaming everywhere. Um, but then I took a year off, and I really just, like, I was struggling a bit. Not to, like, make money, but to, like, save money. Because, like, I ain't never really had a job that I could save money. It was really just, like, paycheck to paycheck. So, yeah. like, being able to go into work with money in your pocket and getting a paycheck is nuts. That's a nice feeling to have. Um, and that was very enticing for a little bit. So I was like, I'm done rapping. Like, I don't need to rap. Like, I'm making money. Like, I'm doing what I love. Like, I'm good. And then, like, i just been studying, watching the game and shit. You know how I do? Like, I'm still in it. Like, I love watching my homies rock out. And then, like, all of a sudden, like, I just started listening to my music that I had stored up. And, like, I was like, well, damn, I got, like, a lot of music. Mm. A lot of good music. Like, I subconsciously this whole time I've been, like, putting out tapes and, like, saving my best songs. Like, saving a lot of, like, really good songs, really powerful songs until, like, I had something to say, and, like, people wanted to hear me. Like, I've always had something to say, you know me, but, like, I I think people are ready to hear me now. So, like, now me coming back into the scene and shit like that and getting rocking with, you know, Notch Average Bear and and, uh, Bury Me in the Garden, it's a whole new piff. I still haven't heard Bury Me in the Garden. It's not out yet. Oh, okay. I thought I saw you post something about it, or maybe you sent me a I posted, uh, I posted on Instagram about... 
bury me in the garden. Yeah. It's gonna be a six or s- maybe seven. See, I, I don't remember. Like track. Like, a you just see stuff on your phone and you just you just it just goes past you. So I don't know what the fuck I'm looking at half the time. So when you said bury me in the garden, I was like, wait, I've seen that before. Have you already put that out? It's like, no, you haven't. But I was aware of it because. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. I'm doing my job, baby. I'm also, doing my fucking job. Well, also, my brain's just like full of fucking holes. So, like, it's just errant noise. But, like, so when you said bury me in the garden, I was like, huh? What? What happened? I know this. Why is this? I feel like I could be wrong, but I feel like you remember it because I'm holding the fucking cross joint. Maybe. Like I said, I probably just scroll past it real quick on Instagram. Yeah. Because, like, I just spend, like, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be Bury Me in the Garden. Um, I don't know when I'm gonna put that out, but it's gonna be between now and December. And then Not Your Average Bear comes out December 1st. That's the first day that hopefully rec sales are legal in Rhode Island for weed. Which day? What, what? December 1st. December 1st? Yeah. Nice. Go to your local dispensary and buy some weed but they might push it back i've heard in a couple states when they agreed to legalize it they pushed back the actual date a few times Mm. yeah it happened in massachusetts i remember people talking about it yeah so um i would advise people to still get their cards because they're gonna tax the shit out of wreck like they do it in massachusetts right now it's like some of their grams are like 60 70 dollars ah like oh my god grams Rams, what bro. We, dude, that's bull. Not to mention that. Fucking all right, so shit. this is for all, this is a PSA. Another one for all the people out there that say, "Oh, Rex gonna be great in Rhode Island because Rhode Island, you know, we're great. We're not. I don't even know if anybody says Rhode Island's great anymore. But here's the thing: they're trying to make it so that it's uh, Rex weed is ten percent THC or less. What what the fuck is that? Yeah, right. Now, now CBD joint. Now I know a lot of people know weed, but they don't necessarily know what like ten percent weed looks like because that shit is almost impossible to grow at this point. Like, I don't know what it would look. I, I, you'd have to try to grow a bad plant to get ten percent. Ten percent THC is fake weed. Right. (laughs) That's like swag. Our body produces more. Like, <laughs> oh my God, that's you know what great. I mean. So like, that's you're that's that, and just, they're gonna tax you on it. You're literally just smoking grass. So um, what's going on right now before like the legalization is that there's an there's too many marijuana vendors in Rhode Island. Mm. They gave out too many licenses. Everybody wanted to grow weed. Everybody wanted to sell it because yeah. that's what Rhode Island does. I've been telling people that for years. The Rhode Islands have some of the greatest weed. My whole life, like yeah. I've gone other places and people don't smoke like they smoke in Rhode Island. Dude, like, when I buy, well, dude, when you buy from a homegrown in Rhode Island, man, it's some of the best. It's stuff. just great. A lot of these guys know what they're doing, or ladies, whatever. A lot of these people yep. know what they're doing. There's a lot of shout out to Teleria Farms, all all female vendors um, in Rhode Island. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So like, what happens is, is there's too many, so now you can't even become a vendor. Mm. So like, cause they don't, they don't want to have any more. You so missed like, the land grab. Yeah. Yeah. So with it going wreck, if they make it ten percent, then a lot of that weed will just stay on the medical side. Yeah. So a lot of the strains that you see now that you're able to buy on the medical side will stay there. And as far as the wreck side, because it's gonna be so hard to grow ten percent weed, like you're gonna be stuck with like one type of weed to buy, and it's gonna be super expensive, and it's not gonna get you high. 
Not to say that the higher that the high percentages get you high because that's not true either. Just if we're getting off the throat and stuff. I, but it does though. Like ten percent. Ten percent is not gonna get you high. That, I'm gonna say that right now. Like I what? Mean, is, it'll hit. But like, what is like the standard? Like, what's the percentage of the stuff that w- the average weed that we smoke? That like, well, all right. I can't say the average that we smoke because no, nobody on the street gets their shit tested. So the tested weed <laughs> from the dispensary, on average, is anywhere from 18% to the highest. Like, I mean, like, we're talking about Las Vegas weed, Cali weed, Denver weed, like, high 30%. Mm. So, like, most weed is, like, in the 20 ranges. 25s, 22s, 21s, you know, that in, that range. And they want... The highest to be 10. 10. 10. No, I feel you, man. I'm baffled. I don't even know what to think about that. Like, (laughs) you don't have to know the chemistry behind it to know that 10 is not good. It's nothing. Yeah. I know. I purposely try to avoid learning. Like, when people start talking about weed, like people who know how to grow and stuff, I'm like, that's cool. I just want to get high, bro. Yeah. But even I purposely try to avoid learning things, and even I know that ten percent is nah, nothing. That's it's terrible, dude. You look at the you look at the website for the for like the uh, compassion centers and stuff, and it's like oh, like thirty percent, forty percent. It's like, and you're like, yeah, that's what I want. People are getting mad. That they're getting twenty and eighteen. You're gonna give them ten? Ten? <laughs> that's a huge jump. That's a humongous jump. But that just shows you, like, that people running the industry just don't it's know what they're talking swag. about. They don't know what they're talking about, bro. I see it every day. So wait, that's like a that's like a that's like a government like that's like a legal stipulation. Is that what that is? Yeah. So like the Rhode, state of Rhode Island w- wants the limit for the percentage, the TAC percentage limit for recreational weed to be ten percent. That's what they want it to be. That's how they they see it as. If they make it any higher, they're giving, they're selling drugs. That's how they feel. So on the medical side, it's still gonna be what it is. You can get whatever weed you want, but that is some that is some bullshit ass shit, man. They had some old fucking white person, fucking smoke some weed. They gave him the smallest amount, and then they gave him like the next amount up, and then they were like, "Oh, I didn't feel good on that one." Ah. So okay, ten percent is where it's at. They're like ten sounds good. Yeah, ten, 10 sounds per- good. Ten percent was like, oh, this is a cigarette. Then you give him the twenty percent. He's like, whoa, I'm thinking about nom. <laughs> it's like, it's, it was like they were like, all right, so like you said, they you like you asked me, what's the average, the industry standard for medical? That's that's what they asked them. And I they forgot were like, that happened. And they were like twenty four, and they were like, all right, rec ten, let's just cut it in half. That let's even, just cut that, that bitch in half. Like yo, fuck it, fuck it, fuck them. And Rhode Island's the type of state to be like, yeah, because we don't have an industry fuck like, em. like a subway, not the not the, not the sh- the substation, like not the sandwich shop, the su- like a subway station. We don't have that, and like public we don't have yeah. public transportation. We don't make Rhode Island doesn't make a lot of money off of public transportation compared to other major cities. So there's a lot of stuff that we end up getting taxed on on the other side because we don't make a lot of money on that. We also don't tax on fucking uh, fresh produce and clothes. So anything that doesn't come in a bag and doesn't it we don't tax. I think I'm going to I think I'm going to be um Yeah, I know. 
I think I think this winter I'm I'm gonna be. I don't know. Just you saying all this stuff makes me think like I don't. I might I might be going away in the winter for the first time in a long time, which I've never done before. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'll be excited to see some other stuff. You yeah. Because because like. 2019, I was like starting to like come out of my shell more and like do more yeah, stuff, yeah, you know, yeah. like, like going on road trips yeah. and shit, seeing things. I was like, I'm excited to live my life. And then the yeah. pandemic happened, and I li- everyone literally put their lives on hold. Yeah. And like, I've just been scared to do anything since. And like everything you're saying about like the fucking the, the, the taxing of the fucking, you know, we, yeah, we don't tax clothes, we end up paying for it all. The, all that stuff is making me think like, wow, this place fucking sucks and it's all i know yeah need to find yeah, something else man there's a lot of like that's what i mean like there's a lot oh. of information out there like i said i've been took a year off i've just been learning like that's my new thing my son taught that shit to me like not that i never learned before but like he like he his you get to a certain age and it's easy his, to be like my well, son i know everything my son's best thing is that he loves to learn mm. anything Anything, even if he doesn't like it, he loves to learn about it so he can know he can say I know this. That was that was me when I was a kid, and that's still me to an extent even now. But then there's sometimes where I'm like, yeah, I'm old enough. I already know. Well, like so, like I just started learning about like I was just like, why not just keep doing shit? Just learn anything. It and doesn't matter. Is- you want to learn, I don't know, hang gliding. You want to learn how to fucking fish, like. I gotta bust out the origami when I get home. That's all there is to it. What's the time? I can't read. That. Five. Say five minutes. Five. Wow. Time enters. Time enters a weird zone when you when you drink one beer. One beer. <laughs> when you drink one, one beer. <laughs> one beer. 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 One beer, drink beer, and I'll beer, be. Beer, I don't know. Doing something. <laughs> so. Yeah. Uh, talk, talk, talk to me a little bit. I was wondering this earlier. You were talking about music, and I'm just like wondering, like, because I used to be a songwriter, but like, I don't know. I always had problems with it, and I struggled with it. But like, yeah, when you're like a, uh, when you're like a good enough songwriter that you're like thinking in terms of like projects and like what they mean to you, like, yeah, what what all goes into that? Like, what is like what is like? Just, um, so I know that's like a very vague thing. I will like, speak. I'll speak specifically. So. 30,000 feet, so, like, uh, all right, so, I've been putting out albums kind of, like, so, let me even think if I can remember all the names of all this. I have Road Trip, all right? I, I called that Road Trip because uh, we were going on a tour, and... Far From Home? So, like, yeah, so, I put that out. No, the Progression Tour, actually. That was before Far From Home. So, I put that out because I needed some music out, so I go on tour and I could sell CDs. That's back when we were still selling CDs and shit. So then, to to I think I've told you this before, but to be fair, road trip just does just sound like you put some stuff together. Yeah, this like, was that's what I did. Something to sell. I, my buddy was like, "Yo, we're going on tour," and I was like, uh, I, remember, "I remember listening." I to was that. like, "All right." I remember listening to that and being like, "Jesse, you're a good rapper. What is this?" Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I just put some songs. This is the songs I had, because and I was he like, put out "No breaks," and then "No breaks" was like good. Like I legitimately thought that was a good project. So then, like people heard me do like. Road trip, obviously. When I and then I started, and then I got in the studio with freaking Taki and uh, uh, Kel Keys when they was in house studios, and like I was, I was rocking out. No breaks was dope. And then I met Larry O, and like that progressed me even more. And like I just started meeting all these people and like doing all this stuff. But like, so like I put out Road Trip, and like that was about me, you know, me getting in the game and going on a road trip. Then uh, No Breaks was like, yo, we gotta stop it. Like, let's go. Like. Let's, we got, we went and did 
progression. This the second progression tour. We did another tour. So then after that, we did Far From Home tour. Uh, and then I came home from Far From Home tour, and like that one was like a real tour because I had never been to like Alabama. Mm. I had never been to. I've driven through Atlanta, but I had never been stayed in Atlanta and like actually hung out in Atlanta. Like all those places, like I had never been. So like that was a whole new experience, other than like going to New Hampshire and Vermont and Maine. That one, those places I had already been a lot. So, like, I didn't really, it wasn't that it was a bad experience. It just didn't feel the same. And it felt more like a tour tour because we were, like, on a van and we were staying. And, you know what I mean? Like, it felt like a tour. Um, then uh, I had no breaks out. And I got invited to go to the Canadian Cousins tour. And that's when we did all of Canada. And immediately, like, the second show in, I was like, I'm way better than this. Like the songs I was doing, I was like, this isn't, this isn't who I want to be. Like that, I made a night in Nelson on tour, like on that tour. That's a good song. Yeah, we had a night in Nelson, and then I made the song from that. Like, and then I was like, yo, this is the type of music I gotta make when I go back home. So then I came back home and I started making Drew Brees, and like I made all of the all the stuff on Thirty Thousand Feet Up. Like Thirty Thousand Feet Up, the concept of that was I was flipping through my old music from like. When I was like 14, and I had this one line that said, um, I'm 30,000. What was it? It was like, it, it, it ended with 30,000 feet up. And then I was like, oh, shit, like, that's, that's fucking dope. I, want, I, I just want to make a song about that. So I made that song, and then I made Drew Brees, and then I made Layup, and like Layup hasn't come out yet, but... I want to. I want to be honest. I want to digress for a second. I, I need a redemption shot because I because like I was like, hey, I was like, hey, here's a great idea for a video, and you're like, okay, cool, you direct it, and then like, we shot it and it's fine, you know. I I'm I'm proud of what I shot, but then like I offloaded the editing because like I'm just fucking because I like I didn't know enough about fucking editing at the time, and I'm like, and like it, it's the final product is fine. You liked it and that's fine and everything, but like, uh well, see, so are we gonna get there though? All right, so because we're almost there, so I got so I, I made all them songs. I right, know for sure. No, I I made all them songs right, and then I came to you and I was like, yo, I want to do these two tapes. Da 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 da. And we started doing all the show, all, all the the videos and stuff like that, right? And then it wasn't like I ran out of steam after I dropped thirty thousand feet up out or like Stogie Bear. It was just it wasn't fun anymore making uh, music that's i'm glad we did what we did even though it never came of anything i was literally thinking about that on the way up here it's like i'm glad we shot all that shit that was so much fun i right. I, I think about it every now and again like right. i don't think about it that much but like i'm glad we did all that stuff yeah because like, it's all know, experience it got us all, yeah everything like i said i love to learn bro like so like i learned we, from we, everything we probably I, I wasn't thinking about it at the time but we probably shot like what Three, four, five right, but videos. We were banging together. that shit out in a bro. month. Yeah, we just like banging we that shit out, bro. We shot that, so much shit. Right, and now I feel like if we do now, like we could just it'd be mad easy. So like, I'm happy that we did that shit. And we got the practice to you doing learned it. about editing because I was right. lazy. Exactly, I just learned how to. He was just like, yo. I don't want to edit, and I was like, I don't know how to edit, and then I found out I do know how to edit, and I just hadn't done it on a computer before. It was oh, like a shit, real program. I forgot to roll the video over. Yeah, okay. so like doing all that shit, like it was definitely an experience, and uh, I'm glad, and like that's what like this this became of it. You know what I mean? Like now we're doing this shit, and like it made you come out of your shell and like do your show more, and you know what I mean? Like 
Yeah, it, I, d- I do think about that every now and again because, like, I just I like people like people to me like, oh, you're so bold and brash, and I'm like, I always have been. But then it's like, no, there was an element in me that I always had been, but I was always like judging or second guessing yeah, myself. There was, was like, some. Oh, I don't want to really do it. I want to do it, but I don't want to do it. Yeah, sometimes do it, where I was afraid to like, ah, I don't yeah. know if I should do it. Even at that place, I feel like you were like all over the place with what you wanted to do, and now you're like more focused. And mm. like, so now it's like, I don't know. You you could probably speak on it more than I can because obviously you do. But for me, it's like I got this one day. I just woke up and I had this patience about me. Exactly. Yeah. I'm thinking more about stuff I want to do. Long. I'm thinking more about projects I want to do yeah, so I instead of making Aaron so it, video. It, like, because yeah, I was yeah, yeah. during the summer of 2020, I was doing a video every day for like three months in a row because so there was nothing else to do. So like, that's how I felt like with all the mixtapes that I did. Like I said, like in the beginning, like I, I felt like I say I didn't always put my best on on the mixtapes on purpose because mm. I was always like, oh, that's just gonna roll over deaf ears. Like yeah. people are just gonna pass by it, but I want people to see that like I'm working. You know what I mean? Like I'm out here in the studio, and like th- that that did happen. People I got saw that I was working, but like at the same I gotta, time, I gotta I gotta go to an open mic and just like just talk to the room. Like I I I gotta I gotta stop trying to worry about like my jokes yeah. and stuff, and just go to the just go to an open mic and be like, "What's up? How is everybody? Somebody say a word," and yeah. then I just start riffing on that, you know. So like, it's just like I I felt like how do I say this? Um, I I just like I I took the clock the clock away, like the best that's the best way I can say it, like. I stopped putting the pressure on me to put shit out. Been like, oh, I haven't put shit out in a while. I need to do something. Like, me not being on Instagram for a year, like, yeah. at all. Like, me not really, like, interacting with that or, like, the musical aspect of anything at all. Not going to the studio, not going to shows, not not asking anybody to do anything. Like, just fixing my shit. You know what I mean? And, like, watching and preparing and planning and being like, all right, this is, I know what I want to do. But do I really want to do it? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was just weird of thing. Like, I was dead ass. Like, I'm never going to rap again at one point. Like last year, I was like, I was never going to do that shit again. I'm never going to get on stage. I'm never going back to the studio. I'm never wasting my money ever again. Dead ass. And then like, I can't even remember when I was just like, I was just flipping through my music and I was just like, nah, this shit has to come out. Mm. And then I was like, it's just, diff- it's just different. So, like, I went back to the studio, and I had this idea, like, oh, that's what happened. I wa- I saw this video of Lil Wayne, and he was recording, um, uh, no one on the corner has swagger like us, swagger like us, swagger like us. He was recording that verse, and he was in a hotel room, and he was just recording it, and like, wasn't writing anything down, and but he was like stopping and doing like four bars here, four bars there, four bars here, four bars there. So I was like, man, like if I'm gonna do this rap shit, I'm gonna just try this shit. So I got off of work one day, went straight to the studio, and like I had my boy send me a beat, and I was like, I'm gonna just freestyle this whole shit. Like not like, oh, I'm gonna go in here and spit three minutes of bars. Like nah, that's not that's not what I'm gonna do. I'm the way that I write is I like, I freestyle it out loud, and if I like it. I write it down. Like, that's just how I write my music normally. That's how I've written for, like, 20 years now. Mm. So, like, now, I was like, I'm just not going to write anything prior to when I come in. Because I wanted it to feel like I wanted to have a little bit of pressure, like I'm playing a game, like a sports game. 
if that makes any sense. Like, you know, that little bit of pressure that you have, like, to perform? Yeah. At your best? And, like, you kind of need... The way you can only perform if there's an opposing force. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, that's kind of how I attacked it. And I was like, well, if I just do that a lot, like, it's practice, right? So, like, it's the same thing of, like, if I'm practicing... I, I attribute it to basketball. Like, if I'm practicing for basketball and, like, I'm doing a layup against nobody, then I'm doing a layup with a, a crossover before it. And then I'm doing one with a cone there and I'm doing a spin. And then I'm doing one with the actual person, but they're not trying to... You know what I mean? That's the progression mm. of everything. So, I was just like, as long as I keep doing this... It's like going to the gym. I was like, well, people just go to the gym to go to the gym. Why can't I just go to studio to go to studio? Exactly. Just You know what I mean? Like People go to the gym and they get well, gym mean, memberships <coughs> and they go every single day don't, for don't. no fucking reason. Yeah. Not everybody. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to bash people to go to the gym. I'm just saying there are people out there that aren't training for anything. They're already healthy. And they still go to the gym because they like to go to the gym. That that's me. I do a three day split just so I have a thing to right. do. Just so I have a maintenance. And routine. there ain't nothing wrong with that. And I was like, well, I like to go to the studio. Yeah. So why don't I just build up a routine? Like before, it was like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna write all these songs. I'm gonna write to all these beats. I'm gonna buy a, a whole bunch of studio time. I'm gonna go to the studio like every other week or whatever. I'm gonna bang this tape out and we're gonna be done. Like that's how my my, my mentality has always been. So like, I was just like, what if I just stop doing that? Back. Alright, so. Full black. I figured, fuck it, let's go into overtime because like I haven't done an episode. Like I said, I, I didn't do I didn't do any for a while, so. I'm trying to find. I had this great idea for like a for like what I thought was a great idea for a fucking uh, joke, but like I can't seem to. My phone's not loading. But I was thinking like what would be funny would be like, um, you see the movie Days of Confused, right? Yeah. Uh, remember Matthew McConaughey's character Wooderson? He's all like a thing about high. The thing I love about high school girls, I get older, they stay the same age. Yeah. Well, I was thinking it would be funny if you said that character's lines, but, like, as, like, Forrest Gump. So, like, you'd be like, all right, all right, all right. (laughs) 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 Say, man. You see, the problem is, like, it is, because, like, they're both Southern voices. So, like, that's that's, that's tough. There's some of them where they blend together, like. Say, man, you gotta join. Like, that just sounds like Matthew McConaughey. You could be like, the one thing I like about high school girls, the one I get older, they stay the same age. See, see, you're, uh, uh, fuck, hang on. See, I'm fucking, I'm trying to do the Forrest Gump voice, but I keep defaulting to Matthew McConaughey's voice. He's, Matthew McConaughey's just so fucking cool. He's got that voice. Like, you just want to be that guy. Like, I see him in the thing, and I'm just like, I'm like, I start talking like that afterwards. I'm like, yeah, how you doing? <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Yeah, pulling those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers. Uh, yeah, you know, or, or like other Matthew McConaughey lines as the Forrest Gump voice. You gotta pump those numbers up. They're rookie numbers. Damn rookie numbers there, partner. <laughs> I like... Alright. I like... 
I'm gonna say it. I like a good racist Southern Baptist <coughs> voice. I like it. It who, sounds great when it comes off the tongue. Who doesn't? All right, <laughs> making dude doing that voice and saying like borderline racist shit is I so like much fun. It the best, even just saying. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever noticed how they all got such big... Why do they all have such big lips? <laughs> no, here's the thing you just say. You say, sir. Listen here, boy. You say... Listen. <laughs> <laughs> the boy. All right. Me and my friend Bob do this all the time, all right? So this is... Just imagine a conversation between... Um, let's say Nick Saban and his... His incoming freshman, his black freshman quarterback, black freshman quarterback is, yo, coach, I really think I could do some great things on the team. I'm glad you brought me in. Mm -hmm. Nick says, oh, God, that's great, man. I'm, you're really great, you know. In fact, you look fast. I don't know what it is about you, boy, but you look fast. <laughs> now, we got a few fellas here that, you know, they're not as fast. They they throw the ball quite well. They're, they're bright boys, you know. They're good kids. Good, good Christian kids. Good Christian boys, you know. They throw it a tight spiral. Now, you, you're fast. You can't teach that, son. You can't teach it. You can't. You're born with it. Height and speed. Can't teach them. All right, look at the rings. Look at the rings. One, two, three, four. Feel. All right. Feel. Feel. Listen to me, boy, when I tell you. All right. So what we're gonna have you do is we're gonna have you line up on the outside because you tall and fast with the wide receivers. You are gonna go blow by them boys. We're gonna have one of them good Christian white boys throwing you the rock. Touchdown, son. You are gonna be the star. Just <laughs> not gonna hype the ball. <laughs> Coach, I really think I can play quarterback. I was all state, you know what I mean? I'm the number one prospect coming in. These guys are bombs, Coach. You can't you can't put them out. We're going to lose. No, we're not going to lose. You all state. <laughs> I'm sure you ran I did run track, saying, Coach, but that's not the point. Saying everything short of like, you just, you just look, you look fast. <laughs> I don't know what it is. You see, those other kids over there, they don't look fast. They look smart. Oh, All right, man, you look great. fast and look smart. <laughs> I don't know what it is about the two of you that don't mix. They look smart. You, you look fast. <laughs> All right. That's how I did growing up, going to private school as a black kid. <laughs> oh man, that's great. Dude, that was oh man, that was brilliant. And see, like that's that's the thing. Like sometimes, like just, sometimes somebody says something so funny, it's like, oh, I don't ever need to try and be funny again. I don't need to. Why the fuck would I try after that? <laughs> I, just got, there was, um, I just got blown down on my own podcast. Jesse, <laughs> the show is yours now. I'm selling it to... At the, the Million X Girlfriends podcast is ending at the end of the no, year. No, 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 at the no, end no, of the no, year, no, it's no, becoming no, Million no, X Girlfriends no, no, no. presents I don't need any more the Jesse Kidd right? show. I don't need any more of my play. You keep doing this shit. I keep coming on. You just do you. whatever you want to. The bar's been do. set so low. Just do whatever. Do whatever, whenever. Just get on here the and only skateboard never, or something. The only reason right? I record for an hour is to pretend that there's some right. kind of a structure. We have to do this. They're like, alright, we have to cut you off here, alright? It'll make us seem <laughs> legit, alright? <laughs> Show's coming to an end. Ladies and gentlemen, your new host, <laughs> the Million Extra Girlfriends, presents the Jesse Piff Show. <laughs> I'm just a special guest. This is what it does.
We didn't even get through all the joints. I feel like that's a failure. No, I, I mean, a failure on our part or a failure on the weed's part? I feel like it's a... I mean, I rolled pretty good <coughs> joints. I'm not going to lie. There was a lot of weed on that tray. Oh, I, we could just face the other one. That one's a big face. Here's here's one I just right. found that I thought was funny. This uh, man wants me to face a cannon. <coughs> this is not like a regular pinner joint. This is a cannon. Heck, cannon. So here's an idea I had for a visual gag. I had to like talk it out, but like it would, it was, it would be like the, the the onus of the joke would be that it's like a pre-COVID diner, and on on uh, there's a sign outside that says no masks, no blacks, but the word blacks is scratched out, and like the host goes, the owner forgot which twenties it was. That was like this 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 uh thing I saw on Facebook Reels. It was a real uh they were doing like comebacks but it was like the non PC version of it. I forget what the the joke it was racist. I'm cool with a little bit of racism if it's if it's if it's jokes. I'm cool with a little bit of racism. Also, I'm cool with it if you're racist, just tell me. Mm. You know what I feel like because I've had I've like been friends with people who before who identify aside from the racism were all right people. Now again, the fact that the racist not all right, but like aside, as oh, long as uh, we not gonna be friends. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. I'm just saying I can't, but it'd be easier because I don't want to be friends. It's, it's easy, yeah. It's easier if I know that about you to be to navigate those waters. You can be who you truly are. I can be who I truly am. We don't have to interact. Instead, we have to interact. Well, what's, 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 what's the name of that guy? Is that blues guitarist? I think his name is like uh, Dale something or other. I can't remember, but like sounds racist. He sent. He's like he's a uh, he's he's a <coughs> he's a big old, he's a big old like old black guy who like plays blues. Who's like played guitar with like you know a lot of like different rock musicians and stuff. But like his whole thing is like I saw this in a documentary on PBS. Like he goes around the country like talking to like you know racist people, KKK members and shit. I see him. And like, I see him. He's got glasses. I don't think he has glasses. He, he has Netflix. He, uh, no, it was. A, I saw a documentary on PBS. He might have done something. That's come up. That's W. Kamal Bell. You're thinking of, I think. Yeah. The other, the other guy is just like he wears like a peach colored shirt or something. I wish I could fucking remember his name, but yeah, he just goes around the country like talking to like KKK members and like other like. Just, you can join the KKK if you're black. Technically. <laughs> like what? <laughs> That do that, and I thought that you were just talking about. He said that he was like, he found out. He's like, I can join the KKK, and they were like, yeah, yeah, because he goes to like KKK, yeah, like but he's, stuff. but he's, like, but then they go like, but, like, yeah, you can, you, we don't discriminate against who can apply, but like, we are gonna discriminate about who's gonna be in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like, yeah, you have the freedom to I'm, ask. <laughs> but we're probably gonna say we're gonna say no. Listen, we take all applications. We receive we, them all, but we deny a lot. Almost all of them. We have a very specific filtering process. Yeah, we know who we want. White. It is. White. It is, yeah, it that's is pretty like, legit. It is the finest strainer. Our application is it real short. Everything. Our application <laughs> is real short. It says, Are you white? No? Alright, you didn't make it. <laughs> this strainer is like cheesecloth. That's how that's how specific the filtering process is. <laughs> you have to literally check yes on all the boxes. 
It's <laughs> the questions are: Are you white? Are you not black? Are you not <laughs> Are you not Asian? Are you? <laughs> All must be yes, or else you cannot join this specific club. And if we find that you're lying, we're gonna kill you in front of people. Cause that's what we do with the KKK. Shit, there was something else I was thinking of. I forgot though. Fuck. That was, you think that, that they have? Are you? Are multiple you black? <laughs> do you think that they have multiple factions of the KKK? You think that they're just scattered across the United uh, States, or they're just all like it's just one group, like they all meet in the same house. He's probably like they the, all ride together at dawn. I think it's probably like Knights of the Columbus thing. It's just like you a, think that they go, they like they're like hooded members unite, like across the radio waves, and they're like they show up and they're like, oh yeah, it's more like satellite thing. You think it's like the Hell's Angels, or you think it's just like it's just like twelve guys. Couldn't tell you. I really couldn't tell you. I don't know. Right? Like, because I, I wouldn't... I would never be aware... If there is a KKK presence, I would never be aware of it unless I stumble into it by accident. KKK is so weird, because it's not like they're really trying to do... Anything. Anything anymore. Yeah. But it's like, not like they're not trying to not be a thing anymore either. We just fucking hate our wives. We exist. <laughs> we hate our wives. That's why we're here. Yeah, it's like it's more of like an elf lodge now with masks. <laughs> this no, is just, the KKK is very much alive. This is, those, those guys, those guys were weird. We just like the we like the outfit. We like the feel. All I can like, think <laughs> about is the scene from Django with Jonah Hill and the, the fucking hood. They have the burlap sacks over their heads. Yeah, it's like the hood. The hoods <laughs> were a great idea. <laughs> Maybe we oh, do it man. again next time with the hoods, but right now, I can't see shit in this fucking hood. Man, you get your wife to cut holes in all these pillowcases. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here. You can't fuck with me and mine. I haven't, I haven't watched that movie in some time. That was a good movie, fucking Django Unchained. I'm not gonna lie, it's hard to watch Django a lot because they say the N-word so much. Oh, yeah, it's a hard movie to watch. It's not because I have a problem, but, like, I feel like most people that watch it with, I feel like they might have a problem with it. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I don't really, I mean, I said that word a lot. So, I don't really give a fuck. As long as it's not towards me, a lot of times it's, I, I'm pretty much straight. So I mean, like, yeah, my dad did growing up, and it's like, I don't, I don't feel like I should. See, my dad never said it. Like, I, I don't feel like I should say it, but also, like, me and my sister say it to each other. I don't think my dad ever said it. Ever, at least not to me. Oh, my dad used to just throw that around. It's like, dude, me? it's like, dude, you're light skin. Mix, maybe <laughs> he might have said it to me one time. He was mad, but I don't, I don't really remember that either. So I could, <coughs> I could have blocked it out, or I could have forgot it because I smoke a lot of weed. So this why. <laughs> No, my dad used to just say that all the time, just like with the, with just in so many different contexts and so many different ways. And I just stand there, I'd be like, I I have no response. I can't say anything yeah, back. My dad, I, I mean, I, I definitely do that with my kid a lot. I, he's, heard, he's heard me say it a lot, mm. a lot, a lot. Well, like it's different because, like, again, like my dad's like black, but also like I look white, so I don't feel like I can like say that. You'd be, yeah. like, be like, hey, come here, and he'll, like use it, like yeah. you'll like say it, and I'll I'll be like. 
come on, man, you can just say my name. Yeah, like, he's like, yeah, but... Every now and again, it's cool. Like, I don't care. It's like, that's my dad. If he wants to call me that, that's fine. But, like, when it's, like, every sentence, oh, every I, every adjective, noun, verb... It, 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 it used a lot of factions. What can I say? It's I mean, a great word. It's a great fucking word. I'm not going to lie. It's the best word. It's the best and worst word of all time. <laughs> of all time. I put it up against anything. I'll put that word on everything. Anything. Can't tell me. It's the only word people want to say. Think about that. Yep. Think about that. It's the only word anybody wants to say. That's only because some people say they can't. Yeah. Again, like my my rule is I just won't. I feel like it's I feel like it's a respect thing. I just don't feel like I should. Should could, should, would, you know. You I think it's okay. It. To, I think it's okay. Feel it. I think it's okay to say it in like a scholastic context. Yeah, like feel it. you can discuss. Like if you're if you're talking about literature in a classroom or something, or you're talking about like yeah, is, uh, like, I think so. Nope. I hated that shit. Fair. Yeah. I hated that shit. <clears throat> I hated saying it in school because like it felt like everybody would just turn and look at you. Yeah, that part about it can be shitty. That shit sucked. It felt like when we learned about like slavery, like it felt like. Like, this never happened. Nobody ever, like, was like, yeah, man, how was it? <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. But, like, that's what I felt like was going to happen every class. I did see kids do that in school. Because, like, to me, I just I just never thought about it, you know? Really? But, like, every now and again, I would, like, look around. I would just, like, see kids, like, looking, literally looking at the only black person in class. Right. And you're just like, you know, I don't really want to talk about this. The teacher, I don't want you to ask me how I feel about it. I remember because like, I'm black. Being in a history class one time, the teacher's just talking, droning on about whatever. And uh, I was just like taking my notes and I look up, the teacher's not paying attention. I look over just because, you know, you're a dumb kid. You know? And I literally just see like four or five people just looking at the only black person in class. And like, I, I was like, like, I didn't think about it at the time. Like, that's all I thought. I was like, that's fucking odd. But, like, now after, like, sh- now after, like, the last ten years of fucking movies like Get Out, I'm, like, I'm like thinking about that in a different context. I'm like, ah, don't do that. Ah! Wow, man, it's real. Like, that's why I like Jordan Poole so much. Or Jordan Peele so much. I keep mixing those two guys, though. Jordan Peele so much. I like both, actually. But, uh, because, uh, he's created a new genre of, like, uh, real... It- what is it, uh, realistic horror? Hmm. Realistic horror fiction or some shit like that. I don't know the technical term behind it, but it's like, he's like adapted it to like black culture and like actual fears of, that black people have. Like obviously some of them are sort of exaggerated to a little bit to, 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 to sell the, the point behind it, but you know, I like it. Like a uh, new one, nope. Yeah. I wanna see that. That does look interesting. Is your, uh, hang on, is your switch still? Oh, no, it's not. Oh, oh yeah. man. You accidentally flicked it off. And won't flipped it off. That's, <clears> that's <throat> what happens when you get on That's all right. It's whatever. Hey, we're at an hour 20, and uh, I just got a text, so we should probably, yeah, we should probably wrap it up. Um, is there anything? <clears throat> he plugged this thing earlier. We'll plug it again if you want, if anyone still wants uh, it. July 9th, um, performing at the parlor with Sleepers and Abstract Theory. Few others, and then we got uh, what's he called? Uh, 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 Purple Cannoli song, my new song coming out July 1st. 
and uh, 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 not your average bear coming out December first, July first. Sounds good. Uh, yeah. Million ex-girlfriends, Jesse Pip. Yeah. Stelly Bear. Hey. See you next time.